What's up, everyone? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, as you know, and this is my podcast where I talk about a lot of different things, including family and faith, sometimes fashion, depending on who I'm with. And today on the podcast, I have a really special guest I'm super excited about. She's making goofy faces at me through the Skype and making fun of how I talk with my hands. So without further ado, it is my honor to introduce to Enjoy the Sass my former roommate and bestie, Kylie McCabe. Whoop, whoop. I wish I had a clap. Um, So Kylie, do you want to tell everyone about yourself? Like give us the... I don't know. <laughs> the brief description of who Kylie what is. Your elevator pitch and go. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Okay. Uh, hey, I'm Kylie McCabe, former bullwit. Still <laughs> weird. Still really weird to say. Yeah. Um, I know Faith because we first went to the same church. Yes. And, uh, we were connected a long time before we are actually friends. The truth is going to come out. Yeah. Faith is a real flake. <laughs> Woo! I'm not good at follow through, guys. No, not at all. So, yeah, we were introduced at church probably six months before we actually um, talked. Uh-huh. And then once we talked, we became friends and then we became roommates. And um, here we are. We dealt with a lot of flooding, a lot of horrible, horrible, horrible landlord fights. Oh, my gosh. Where all of us just wanted to pull our hair out and honestly just go hunt him down and murder him. True. But um, we survived. Yes. Water damage and all. We survived. Yes. (laughs) And now live across the country in California. Because I married my love of my life. I never thought it would happen, but it finally happened for me. Um, And now I'm living in California, which is where my husband, Will, is, um, I was about to say deployed, but not yet. Don't want that. Don't want to wish that upon myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is in the Marine Corps. He is a uh, Huey pilot. So he's out here um, in California. So came to be with him. Very cool. Well, I knew all of those things. I'm acting like I don't know any of it, but obviously I know all of the things. Um, So obviously we met at church. Yes, it took me forever to introduce myself and like for us to actually become friends because here's the thing. I saw Kylie's social media and like every good millennial, I scrolled a lot (laughs) and I saw all of the cool things. And I'm pretty sure, I can't like fact check myself on this, but I'm pretty sure we became friends on social media like pretty soon after we met. And and it was like Austin Fashion Week time. So like you're posting all the super cool fashion stuff that you're doing and all of the things. And I was like, oh no, this I'm like a film kid, like, you know, super nerdy about movies and stuff. Like this fashion chick's not gonna like be friends with me. Like she's way too cool. Little did I know she was a huge dork just like me, but it took a long time for me to realize it. So 
Can't judge a book by its cover, Faith Rugen. Moral of the story is you can't judge a book by its cover. Or it's Instagram, apparently. Or Instagram, yes. It's crazy. I was just asking Will that the other day because I... It's really stupid and I hate it so much, but so many people say crap like that to me as they're like, oh, I thought you would be this way, but really you're that way. Or, oh, I saw your Instagram and I think I thought this or, oh, I met you and I thought you were intimidating or, oh, I met you and I didn't really think you were my kind of girl. And I'm like, what the frick? (laughs) What even is that? I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't get the vibe that I put out. Do I have RBF? Do like. What's the problem? Do my blue lipsticks just, like, kill people and, like, make them think that I'm the most evil human alive? I don't get it. And you were evil. I don't even think Will had a very comforting response for me. (laughs) Which is kind of like, well, you kind of look high maintenance, I guess. And I'm like, wow, well, that's not true. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. I really hate, I really hate that. I hate that people can look at me and decide who I am for themselves without even getting to know me. But they do need a good, like, five times of being around me, probably, probably, to like me. I don't think it took me that long. I would say I met you, I thought you were cool, and I wanted to be friends with you, but wasn't sure I could be. Then we were at a church event, which always is nutso, and you were like, crazy, excited, like super hype person. And I was like, oh, this is the girl who I've been following on social media for six months. And then (laughs) two days later, you're on my film set, like styling our shoot. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that like, it only took, it only took a couple times, but six months. Yeah, I just have to like, you just have to feel comfortable to be me. Like if I feel like you're judging me and I'm not vibing with you, or I feel like I have to put on a front and like right. not actually be my true self, then we're probably not ever going to vibe. Cause I'm never going to survive in that kind of a situation. Absolutely. And small talk. I'm the worst at small talk. So. Oh, I hate it. When small talk is involved, I'm just a complete failure. So. I mean, small talk is a very, interesting craft and I don't know that I've done anything to perfect it either which is not super great when you work in customer service come to think of it but the whole, for now. The whole different <laughs> of worms. for now yes for now you know you never know what life can throw at you um word. but <laughs> word you're that is one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk to you about because you have such a an interesting like journey to be where you are now. Like you said, you're married. You live in California. Um, you're originally from Nebraska, but we met in Texas. So talk about what it's like and how you kind of made this, I don't know, grand country tour to end up from way in Nebraska all the way over to California and somehow made a dip into Texas. Like, what is that about? Whoosh. You're really going to make me work for this, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, okay. Well, I don't even really know where to start. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Nebraska, super small town. 
Uh, don't judge me by that because I try not to judge myself by that. Um, living in a small town in Nebraska blew major chunks. Like I hated every minute of it. <laughs> oh my god! And um, I I don't know. I just always felt like I I didn't belong there. I making for I don't know being me and the person that I am. I just I don't know. I just did not really thrive in small town Nebraska environment. I grew up with a lot of guy friends because girls are too freaking mean. And I just didn't relate to the way that girls treated each other in high school. So I didn't have a ton of great girlfriends in high school. I did have a few here and there, but, um, really I kind of just stuck with the dudes cause they were way more chill and more of my vibe. Um, had a really horrible boyfriend, super toxic, really, really, really bad situation. Um, thank God. It's literally by the grace of God that I got out of that relationship. Um, and it was after I got out of that relationship that I really started to hear the Lord speak into my heart, what my, my life was going to be about and my passions. And I just really got freedom from him and all the toxicity that was my small town. Mm -hmm. And, um, I ended up going to a private college because I got a cheerleading and dance scholarship and I wanted to be a rebel and go to a private school and make so many student loans for myself to pay back. But, um, I did it. It was super fun. And I got mono. And then I had to um, quit after my first semester because my mono was so bad um, and I wasn't able to return. So I moved to Omaha and I got into a community college where I started studying retailing and merchandising. And I had a amazing instructor for my merchandising class where she made us do a um, launch of a business and a business plan. And that really sparked my thinking of like, you know what? I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to work for myself. I want to do something for myself. And she really encouraged me to not just take this as an assignment, but to take it in reality and make it come to fruition. So I did that. Um, my project wasn't just a project. It ended up becoming, uh, my business, uh, styling with Kylie, where I did photo shoots and closet cleans. And, um, I styled people for events and, um, all of the stuff that goes along with that. And I did that successfully for a little while. I didn't really ever turn too much of a profit, which is okay. But it led me to um, a connection with Omaha Fashion Week where I landed an internship with them and ended up spending five years time with them, um, working my way up to assistant producer, where um, at the end of my time with them, I had kind of just reached the top of my potential and I couldn't really grow any further. So I was super grateful for the time that I had with them. but. After that, I just, I just couldn't move myself up any further. There was nothing else that I could achieve more of. Mm -hmm. And I was looking and craving so much more. So um, I was searching like crazy online, trying to find myself another 
another job after graduating with my bachelor's degree from UNL. And I just heard the Lord whisper in my ear one night to look up Austin Fashion Week, like super random, didn't have any sort of connection with Austin other than me and a couple of girls took a road trip there um, the that same year in November. And so I was like, okay. So I looked it up. I actually applied for an internship with them and never heard back. And so I was like, okay, well, whatever. Started to applying, started applying to a bunch of other jobs, literally cross country from one side of the country to the other, top to bottom. It didn't matter. I was applying and hoping for the best, like just anyone take me. And so I ended up getting this really, it was posed as a marketing job. And instead it ended up being a sales job where I was going to sell pillows to people in Costco. <laughs> wow. I went on a couple of those interviews. Yeah. And I got suckered into it. Cause if you ask my husband, I'm a real sucker. I just lost $40 not too long ago because I spun a wheel and they were going to try and get me into a, a timeshare meeting. So whoops, I digress. Um, <laughs> and so, um, I, got that job and I was like, well, I've moved here now or no, I drove from Nebraska to Texas knowing that I had this like random marketing job. And on my drive there, Amanda Valentine, who was on project runway and is a really close friend of mine. I worked with her in Nashville, interned with her. Um, she called me and she was like, Hey, do you live in Texas yet? And I was like, literally driving there now, 16 hours to go. And she told me that Fashion by Dallas was happening that weekend, and she would love my help if I was going to make it. Mind you, I was going to get into Austin at 1 a.m.-ish, and Dallas is three and a half hours away-ish. And so I got into Austin. I unpacked my tiny little car and got a couple of hours of sleep. And ended up driving to Dallas the next day and working for her um, backstage, just kind of helping and meeting everybody. Well, what I didn't put together, because I clearly didn't do very good market research, was that Austin Fashion Week and Fashion by Dallas and Fashion by Houston were owned by the same person. So not only had I set out and told everyone in Nebraska that I was going to work my face off and eventually work for this company. But the first day that I even call Texas home, I'm at their show behind the scenes meeting everybody. Cause Amanda knows everybody and she's cool with everybody. And so it was totally, it was totally a God thing. And I didn't know at that point in time, what I know now. And, um, that was that the, the owner, his person that I replaced had just told him that that show, the show that I was currently attending was her last show. Mm -hmm. And so it w it couldn't have been more perfect timing. It really couldn't have. And, um, I didn't let him and his wife out of my sight for the entire night and basically just like pimped myself out to them and was like, you have to hire me. This is your only option. And so, um, four days pass. I'm at this 
silly marketing job that's really a sales job. I'm getting everything like oriented and trying to figure out what my life is going to look like. And I get a call from Amanda telling me that the owner of Austin Fashion Week wants to have a meeting with me. So naturally, I, the responsible adult that I am, I went and I uh, told my job that I, that was paying me, that was going to be a paying gig that I needed the day off (laughs) because I had a meeting that I needed to attend. And I walked into that. I literally will never forget uh, this day for as long as I live. But I walked up those steps. I walked into my former boss's um, office and I sat down on the couch. And the first words out of his mouth were, just so you know, you're walking into a job offer. You're like a unicorn in this industry and I have to have you. And I... (laughs) I mean, it was what I set out for, but I couldn't believe that within four days of being in the state, in the city, that I had gotten my big dream goal. Like, I I didn't apply for this job. I applied for an internship because, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do in the fashion industry. Even though I had five years of previous experience, I applied for an internship. And through connections... I ended up getting my my big goal of a job within four days of moving to Texas. So, um, I mean, if you don't if you don't believe in God, like that's that's a total God thing right there. Like, that's yeah. not just right place, right time. Like that is that's not answered. And um, I literally did nothing to deserve that. Like I did nothing to warrant that, other than answering a call from a friend, helping her backstage at a show, having her introduce me and networking to people. And it ended up being a job offer at the end of the day. So it was everything that I set out for, but nothing that I deserved or tried to achieve. So it's really quite awesome. And through my time with uh, Fashion Buy, I got a lot of great opportunities and I got a lot more um, confident in my craft and my confidence and you know, I really built into what I'm good at, which is production and logistics and keeping things in order and organization. And um, I really tried to focus on my career, like career became everything to me. And I completely shut out the relationship side of my brain where I was like, wanting and hunting for a relationship for so long, I built up a wall against it. I never thought that I was going to get married. I would cry about it. I would think about it all the time, but I never actually thought it was going to happen for me. And um, who knew that I would end up with a boy from my hometown who was randomly in Texas and swept me off my feet and took me to California. So it's crazy how how things work out, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. It's a true love story <laughs> it's, got, it's so crazy i always wanted a love story you got one i do i have one There's like an so actual helpful. story not just like right so for that don't know kylie and will's story which i'm i'm just gonna assume is a significant amount of you um i remember the first time that kylie went to corpus <laughs> it was corpus right yeah no 
you had gone to or no, Pensacola. Pensacola. It was, uh, I went to um, Port Aransas. Yes. So she likes to go on these grand adventures by herself, which I think if you can have heard any of her story thus far, you can tell that she's not afraid to do things by herself, which makes her, um, you know, my polar opposite uh, (laughs) in that aspect of things. And so she goes on this adventure and she comes back with this story about how she reconnects with this guy from her hometown who's living in Corpus and is a Marine. And I didn't know his name probably what for like two of your trips down there. And so (laughs) what did I call him? Your like Marine sexy Marine is all that I called him because I didn't know anything else and we weren't getting emotionally invested in this. Right, right. We, we weren't real sure what was going <laughs> on. She didn't call him her boyfriend for the longest time. Homeboy swept her off her feet, literally that drove a wall. wall. That's a wall. That's a wall. He drove five hours from Corpus to Houston or Dallas. One of the two cities for fashion by Houston slash Dallas. Can't remember which one. And I'm like, I leave this point after he had just finished getting home from. Oh, where did he go? He went somewhere. So he had just flown in that night and drove to Fashion by Houston with me the next day. Like literally five hours away from Corpus. But anyways, it's pretty crazy. So it's truly incredible. And it speaks, I think, to a a conviction that I have to, you know, remain single until I find the man who hopefully I will marry. And I know, like, we had a lot of conversations about, like, being single and waiting. Obviously, you're a little older than me, and you've, you know, had a, a different journey in singleness than I have. And so, you know, the two of us, like, are our views on things are very similar, you know? And so what is it like to go from like this wall, uh, a wall, as you're calling it of like, you know, just being solely focused on your career and, you know, developing yourself to then having someone come into your life and completely after a while, it took a minute, as we have just said, to take down that wall. Like, what's that like, not only as a female, like, a Christian woman who is, you know, confident that God has a man out there for her eventually, but also as someone who has a lot of care and passion for developing herself and her career. Um, What's it like to go through kind of that process of waiting so intentionally, but also kind of putting it on pause for a minute. And then all of a sudden here it is and you're open to this whole new thing. Oh man, I feel like I'm still, I'm still breaking down that wall. So that wall didn't do me any justice really, except for make me feel like I was invincible for the time that I was building it up. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like you said, I focused on my career. When you move away from everything you know and have to basically start brand new from the ground up, it is really quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot out of me. Like I 
I would have called myself an extrovert until after moving to Austin and feeling like I actually had a secure, stable community. Mm. And then I really, like, I think I overexerted myself because now I, I can't hang with the extroverts. Like I am a full on introvert. And I think that in my moving to Austin, I took such a leap of faith moving there on nothing. Like I literally had nothing. I, stayed in my cousin's spare bedroom for six months. I knew no one there but them. And I had to make a whole new life for myself. And I think that just in stepping out in faith, God granting me this like gift of my career, he was just prepping me for um, all of the changes and transitions that I was going to make in the very near future. Like I had four, almost four years in Austin where I wasn't really focused on relationship. I was more so focused on, on my career and building that up. That doesn't come to say that I, uh, didn't struggle with it. And I didn't Mm -hmm. have all of those nights where, you know, we would come home from church and they would have been having a sermon about love and about family and about marriage and about your husband and your wife. And like, where I just felt completely unseen by God. Mm. I mean, I didn't meet Will until I was 28, 27. I can't remember time. Um, I'm now 29, which is weird. Uh, oh my gosh, September 20th. That's our dating anniversary. Yeah. So I was 27. Um, I like, I just felt so as a single woman in church, I felt so unheard and unseen. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, that just helped me build my wall up even more. Like every sermon that was about family and marriage and love and commitment it was like another block to my wall and it's like okay this is never happening to me there's literally no prospects and you know you kind of get into this mode where you go to church and you're looking for that single bachelor you're like okay where is he he's my he's gonna be my next my husband and um it just isn't healthy and so I finally just had to like remove myself from the situation and I really had to do a deep dive in my my prayer life, I did quite a few fasts about it and just tried to release myself from that pressure of like everyone else had someone and I didn't. So I was doing something wrong. Like the Mm -hmm. Lord wasn't seeing me because I was doing something wrong. He wasn't giving me my husband because I wasn't ready. There was something I had to achieve because I wasn't ready. And while I do believe that like the Lord gives you things in his perfect timing, yeah. I also think that our free will gets in the way a lot. Hmm. So I would, you know, maybe try to make things happen or I would go on a date that I know I wasn't supposed to go on a date or I would, um, I don't know, just those silly little things. I would get on Tinder and I would try to see if there was anybody that had my, perked my interest on on Tinder and like nothing ever came of those things. But I think th- free will, it almost like set me back. And it was like, oh, Lord, I still haven't learned my lesson, apparently. So it's going to be another six months until I meet my husband. You know, you like play those mind yeah. games with people yeah. that are super unhealthy. 
And so I, I just had to, I don't know. I just had to focus on myself and making myself a better person. And really like that was digging into my career and my friendships and serving at church and really just trying to be the best human for myself that I could be, learn a lot more about myself, which I did. And, um, then when Will kind of came out of nowhere, it was such a surprise that I didn't know. I didn't know if it was real. And I didn't, there were so many times where I questioned if, this was the right thing or if I was just going after him because he was interested in me and it was someone to pay me attention because if if you've been single for as long as I have anyone that comes around and is paying you attention you're into <laughs> that is that is so it gets really hard and I think that's also where your free will kind of comes in where you need to be praying And I always prayed my, I call it my scary prayer. And it's, um, it's that if Lord, if this man is not meant to be in my life, if this man is not my husband, I pray that you remove him from my life immediately. Um, don't let texting drag on. Don't let communication drag on. Don't let me go on dates. Don't let my heart get invested in this man. If he is not my husband. And I just really tried to protect my heart in that way because of all, of the, like, because it had been so long that I could fall into the traps of, you know, lust and someone paying me attention so easily. Right. It's, it's almost like we self-impose a lot of what builds up the walls. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not ready, brick. I'm there must be something else that I need to do. Boom. It's nothing ever that is someone else or the Lord's never going to, you know, put those kinds of things in our brains. Right. And so like, I know walking with you through that and also I'm, I never have like shied away from the fact that I don't really date because I don't know, it's just a weird thing. And who has time, honestly, Um, but also like that I've, I've never had a relationship or I've never been in a relationship before. I've never shied away from talking about it. It's not something that comes up in conversation every day, thankfully, because that's a lot, but like we, you know, walking through that together and seeing how the Lord really can facilitate something out of a place where we're just like, okay, God, like (laughs) it's you, you know, like, and I know that you got to that place. It's a hard place to get to takes a long time. Like you said, you're, we're always still working on it, but that like moment when you said, okay, Lord, like you prayed that scary prayer. And when will didn't go away, like, you know, like <laughs> that scary prayer, probably a few times. And we're like, oh, so many times every single oh. night. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess this is a real thing. You know, it kind of just is a true testament to that when something is right or when the Lord has really facilitated something in our lives, he's not going to take it away. It's not going to feel like it's temporary right. you know, or like it's not meant to be, you know. So I think that that's super cool and just a huge testament to you and to the place in your life where the Lord had put you in order for you to get there. Right. Like, yes, you were single for a long time. 
yes, the season of focusing on your career is super important. And, you know, I'm kind of in that spot right now, right? Of like, you know, I'm doing a lot of self-reflection and self-growth and figuring out who I am as a person versus, you know, like now you're figuring out who you are, not only as a person, but you're also a wife and figuring out what that's like. That's a whole different side to your self-growth and uh, and I'm sure a whole different type of scary prayer all the time, right? Like trying to figure out what it's like to be a wife versus just a girlfriend or versus just a friend. Like that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And the scary prayer came out of my toxic relationship in high school. Like I had, after that relationship ended, I promised myself that I would never get into that kind of abusive situation ever again. And mm-hmm. I would never let myself lose my identity in a man. And, you know, like that, while that is also a block that I put in my wall, it was a healthy block that I did for my, um, because I couldn't do that again. Like that, I completely lost all of my identity in him. I didn't know once I got out of that relationship, I didn't know who I actually was because he had suffocated my dreams and my passions and anything that I wanted for so long. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out who I was all over again. And so, um, when Will was kind of someone from my past, that was incredibly scary for me. He was, you know, really good friends with this guy that caused me so much heartache and hurt. And so for me to put myself in a vulnerable position with Will, knowing that, there could be chatter amongst, you know, my, my hometown and there, you know, there could be rumors. I I dealt with rumors my entire high school career about me. And I mean, I, I just didn't know if I wanted to go down that toxic path again of someone dating someone who was from my hometown. It just seemed like this spiral of I'm going to go out of control again and I'm going to lose myself in this guy and he's going to hear all this stuff that's not true about me. And, you know, I really, I really had to pray that prayer a lot with Will because he was from O'Neill. He was from my past and he had so many connections to the person that I once was like Brandon Heath's song. Um, I'm not who I was really Mm -hmm. me in that time. And I still listen to it all the time when I'm feeling like I don't know who I am. I, I go back to that place where I literally did not know who I was at all because of another person suffocating that in me and knowing that I'm not who he wants me to be. I'm who God wants me to be. And really good. That's, that's been a thing that I've been able to kind of pull myself out of. But, um, yeah, with Will, I mean, even my family was like, when I told my family that we were hanging out, they were not super jazzed. <laughs> um, and I remember my mom actually making me cry because Will was not a Christian. He was born and raised Catholic. And it just, it just seemed to my family, it seemed like I was going down the path again, which was going to lead to all of my toxic behavior, all of the things that took me down before. And I don't blame them for feel, like thinking and feeling that way, but um, I really was being diligent and I was praying and trying to, you know, do as much as I could. I wasn't trying to get too invested 
I, I literally prayed without ceasing for him because I needed the Lord to show me what my next move was. Like who, what, is, what am I supposed to do? What's my heart supposed to be investing in? Is it supposed right. to be this man or is it supposed to like, am I supposed to close this chapter? Is this supposed right. to end? Right. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Yeah. What a good story. We could talk about that forever, but I do want to talk about mother things. One of those things you, you were talking about as we were, you know, discussing your journey, like, um, you know, kind of losing track or losing touch with your passions and your identities. And so how is it now being secure in who you are? Um, what is something or the things in your life that you are pursuing with a passion? Because I love one of the reasons that I've had so much fun right now having all of these awesome girls on the podcast in 2019 is because I think that it's super important and empowering not only for me, but for everyone who hopefully listens to this podcast to hear other girls and females like chasing after their dreams and their goals and like pursuing the things that they're passionate about, even if it's not their job, um, because that's pretty common, you know, um, but what is it like, even regardless of being married or living in a different state, what is it like to be Kylie in 2019 and like after all of this time of transition and change to be, you know, doing stuff for yourself and like seeking after things that you're excited about and passionate about? Ooh, that's long-winded question. Loaded. <laughs> loaded question. Really loaded question. Um, honestly, like I would say right now, I'm just trying to be passionate for one day at a time. Um, that in itself is so important. I have had so many transitions hit me in the last eight to nine months that I, I think that I'm, I'm just still processing everything. Um, I thought that I would be so good at this transition. <laughs> I thought that getting engaged, getting married and moving within a matter of a month of each other would be easy. I really did. I, I did not think I would struggle at all because I didn't really struggle in Austin. Like when I moved to Austin, it was peachy keen, like cool. I found community super early, super quick. It was so easy. And like, I'm moving to California. How bad can that be? And I'm going to get to spend every day with the love of my life. Like easy peasy. Plus on the beach. Yeah. So they're really like, in my eyes, there wasn't any, cons and I was just I was gonna live the life and be super happy and that just didn't end up being my reality I've actually struggled so much um I mean I got in, so I got engaged November 22nd of 2018 I got married December 22nd 2018 and I moved from Austin to California in December 24th 2018 so that's pretty quick <laughs> to just do all of those things that people typically take like a year to two years to do. So 
I mean, I think you can mentally prepare yourself for that kind of a transition as much as you want, but until you are actually in it, it is not, you can't prepare yourself for it. Right. Right. And a lot of things. Yeah. So I actually being completely vulnerable, I have struggled with depression and that's not something that I've ever felt before. I've, I've had lonely moments and I've had sad moments. And of course my period gets me every single month, but like I've never actually felt cloudy and just unmotivated to do anything before. And I just, I really felt like that wall that we talked about earlier, that wall that I built up for so long about not wanting to be a wife, not getting to be a wife, not ever being a housewife. Um, I think that they really hindered me in the ability to let my heart open up to my husband and my new life because it has been so hard to adjust to working from home and not having a fast paced career anymore. And I think that I put so many eggs in my career basket and I put so much of my identity in my career that when I didn't have the same career, granted, I'm still working. I'm still very much so working, but like it was very, it's very different. And I think that really kind of hit me and it made me feel very inadequate and very like I was a loser (laughs) and I was failing at absolutely everything. And because I wasn't happy with my current situation, I was not happy with the way I looked. I'm not happy with my community because I don't have anyone here yet. Um, that's not true. I have a few people here yet. Um, I think it all just kind of compounded on each other. And the last couple of weeks, we have found a church that we like in the last couple of weeks. I feel like I have seen a little bit of a breakthrough. Um, every day is different. Mm -hmm. Every day, my hormones and my emotions are different, but he, our pastor, has been preaching on anxiety the past couple of weeks and some of the things that he has spoken on have really resonated with me and there's no I have no reason to worry because just because I don't hear the Lord right now doesn't mean that he's not there right right that's good and I am in that season where I'm not hearing the Lord and I'm in that season where I am feeling alone and left out to dry, Mm. but I shouldn't be because I have my husband by my side and he's so supportive. It's just me. Like it's a me thing. And I have to, I have to continue to figure out, who I am again, <laughs> because yeah. becoming a wife and working from home has thrown me for a major loop. And, um, 
I just need to figure out what my happy looks like because I'm not, I'm not willing to go back. There's been a lot of hurt that has happened to me since moving. Also, Mm -hmm. I have found out a lot about people that I left behind. I have been hurt by people that I left behind. Um, and I'm kind of at this place where I'm ready to move on from the fashion industry. It's, it's almost become too toxic for me. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I always have to strive to be what I used to be or what I once was. And I'm not sure I ever want to be that again because I, I put a lot of my worth into that and I don't ever want to put my, my worth and my identity into my career like that again. I want to put my worth and my identity into the Lord. And that's just, that's honestly the struggle that I'm going through. And I, I am working through it every day, but the, the positive thing is, is that each day that I have, I can continue to pursue the Lord and hope that today will be the day that I hear from him and get clarity on what my next move is and where, you know, breakthrough for my depression and, um, you know, all of those things that I'm kind of, kind of struggling with. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, um, my, I was thinking as you were talking about that, like something that we, you taught me a lot when we were roommates and even still is about giving yourself grace. And even though like right now you're going through a lot of transitions and, you know, a lot of self growth, that's okay. And like, honestly, this year for me has been a lot about figuring out who faith is on my own. Cause you know, now I'm living on my own. I'm, you know, I have my own job. Like I'm doing all of these things for myself that I wasn't necessarily doing in the past. And so like that almost in itself can be something, some sort of like a, a passion Like yourself can be a passion project almost like as weird as that sounds like working on you can be the thing that you're most like putting your heart and your soul into. And that's, that's amazing and okay. And I think that we, a lot of times like feel shame or feel, um, like selfish about being selfish And like, you know, what you're going through, what I'm going through, what anyone is going through, it's okay to take a minute, right? Like, it's okay to do that. And for some reason, we feel like probably in the day and age that we're in with social media and all of these things that are truly like terrible and toxic. And yet we all, we all still do it. We're all still on Instagram scrolling every day, you know? we're all still in that world, but it's okay to give ourselves grace in it. So I think that it's beautiful in the struggle, right? Like there's a beauty in the waiting and in the process 
and that is, has been a huge like thing that I've been learning a lot about this over the last like year, year and a half of figuring out that sometimes it's okay to let yourself be vulnerable. <laughs> I'm terrible at being vulnerable as you of all people in my life know. So thank you, first of all, for being vulnerable and opening up. And I think it's important for people to hear that they're not alone in those struggles. Like we all have stuff that we're going through on a daily basis and it's okay. Yeah. You know, as long as you don't, the, the key, I think, as I'm learning is as long as you don't stay there and you're not. And what's cool about what you just shared is that you're saying, you know, it's something that I'm working through daily and believing that things will get better and that I'll, you know, find to the clarity that I need. The Lord is with you always, you know, even when you don't necessarily feel him or hear him, you know, that's a promise that the Lord never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And it's important to recognize that it's okay to, you know, it's okay to be where you're at as long as you recognize that you're not going to be there forever. Right. Right. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think to circle back to your passion question, as I went on a tangent about my, I my love it. passions right now, um, I am, I'm passionate about just getting me back to me and where I can be, um, a healthier version of myself emotionally, mentally, and physically. And so for me, that looks like I love to go to Pilates. And so I have found a gym and I go at least three to four times a week. I, um, have a husband that spoils me and he knows how much I was missing cycling. And which is weird that you would think you would think California would have a ton of cycling gyms, but they just, I mean, they do, but I didn't like them. I'm a little bit of a snob. And so I love to ride um, my bike. And um, those two things have kind of been helping my mental and emotional fog disappear. I want to try and at least do one of them every single day so that I can make sure that my endorphins are up and running and (laughs) going to help me get through any possible low that I might experience in the day. And then, um, I also took a lot of time off of Instagram and Facebook. I took a year or six months off of, um, both of those platforms and it was so healthy for me. Um, I'm considering possibly doing it again. Me too. Just because (laughs) the comparison that's out there and the, the weights on my shoulders that I feel like I have to be, the person that I was and I have to have this beautiful feed, like, here's the reality. I'm not getting free crap anymore. <laughs> like, right. I don't have connections out here to have, don't have special crap. photos anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, I, and I'm kind of tired of having this well-processed, well-curated feed. Like I'm kind of over it. It's not real. It's yeah. Not real. I like social media because it helps keep me, up to date with what my friends on the other side of the country are doing, but it's so hard to just look at what everyone else is doing and stop there without thinking, Oh, I have to post today or, Oh, I need to do that. 
And so I'm just trying to be really aware of my social media use and make sure that it's healthy for me, that I'm not just any idle moment that I have. I'm not just scrolling through and seeing what people are doing so that I can pair my life. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I'm passionate about is learning how to become a better wife to my husband. Like he and I are so good together and I am, he was my person. He is definitely my person because he has helped me through everything so wonderfully. I mean, I'm not going to say that we don't have dips and ebbs and flows in our relationship, and, but it's just been, you know, we're just both still so hungry to learn about each other and to be better, to fight healthier, to fight um, in a way that's not destructive mm. and to make sure that at the end of the day, the other person is feeling heard and um, respected. So focusing on me, focusing less on social media and learning how to be a good wife to my husband. Those are my passions right now. Those are great things. <laughs> those, are, those are really great things. It's like yeah. for me right now, it's a lot of figuring out who I am. Just like you said, you know, finding out what my identity is. A big thing for me right now is figuring out my purpose, especially in ministry, because as everyone knows, like I serve in our youth ministry and figuring out what that looks like has been very interesting for me. You know, um, I'm preaching. By the time you hear this, I'll have probably already preached, but I'm preaching in our youth service for the first time ever next Wednesday for us right now, current time. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like this is something that I never really thought that I would ever do, but that I'm like ready for, you know, I'm excited to be able to share a little bit of myself with the students in a new way. And so like figuring that out has been a huge thing for me. So this year it's like the year of faith, like in my life, 2019, literally as myself, but also figuring out my purpose and like the space in which my faith works inside of my purpose. If that makes sense, I don't know. Just kind of thought of it on the spot (laughs) in that way. Um, But also figuring out like more ways to be creative because I feel like a lot of times, like, like you said, like we can forget about those sides of ourselves, you know, the parts of our identity that might not be necessarily found in our job or found in, you know, our relationship or whatever. And so like, for me, my job, it's great in what it is, but it's not the most creative thing. So like finding new outlets for that has been a a big thing for me this year that I'm like, obviously super invested in my podcast and, you know, trying to find other little things, um, to do like plan events or, you know, help with weddings or, you know, help with my friends' nonprofits, like all that stuff. Like those are the things for me that I'm like looking to for 2019 as we're somehow almost to the end. I'm like, this year has gone so fast. I don't even know. I just am kind of blown away by it. But um, I feel like there's a common misconception with the word purpose in church. Like, Unfortunately, in real life, the word purpose comes with weight. Yeah. Comes with um, expectancy. 
where mm-hmm. like in one moment your purpose is just going to be dropped on your lap. Right. It's almost like, okay, God, we're waiting. When's my purpose going to come? Like when all reality, we have a purpose. Like our purpose is to um, lead people to the Lord and be an example and shine our light and all of those things. We have a common purpose, but we all forget it so often because we're searching for our worldly purpose. Right. That's trying to, get my worldly purpose out of my head and more so focus on what my spiritual purpose is. Mm. And I just, the word purpose just, it kind of just irks me because it does. Like when you think of purpose, you think of like weight and you're you're not weight, like a physical weight and also a time weight. You're waiting for that weight to be moved so that you can have what you have been yearning for. Right. And I think that it's just so it's, it's a catch all word. I think Yeah, it's so, it's so much pressure to pressure. wait for your purpose. Right. I'm spinning so many words. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I don't know. No, I, that is a good point. And to that, like thinking about, you know, we're all just trying to find where we fit in. Right. Yeah. We're all just trying to figure out where we're supposed to be in what we're doing. And so, you know, we often can catch that in the little word that is purpose. You know, what's my purpose? Where do I fit in? Those aren't the same. Yeah. Those aren't the same. Right. And that's huge. That's key. Cause I just did it right. I just said, what's my purpose? Yeah. When what I really mean is where do I fit within what I already know I'm called to, yeah, what it's purpose to. is. Like, hey, Lord, what are, you, what are you calling me to right now? What do you want from me? It's yeah. direction. We're looking for direction from the Lord. Direction. For the way in which we should be focusing our life and our, our focus and our time and our money and our values, like all of those things. We're just looking for direction and clarity, not so much purpose. Yes, that's good. I don't know. I preach that. Dang, that just kind of came out like word that right there. That <laughs> that's good. I don't know where that came from. That was not planned. Hey, <laughs> right there, working. I love it. Well, you can use that in your sermon. Yes. Perfect. I'm gonna. <laughs> this is recorded, so I'm gonna listen to it later and take more notes and roll it into what I talk about on Wednesday. Um, So I feel like we've talked about a ton of things, which is amazing. And again, thank you so much for your vulnerability and for your truth bombs that you just dropped right there into this podcast. Um, I like to end the episodes with just a few things because I'm always looking for new things to read and listen to and watch I know you're a big TV and movies gal. So um, first question, are you reading anything and what is it? (laughs) Are you reading anything, A, and what are you reading that you're into these days? That was a lot of buildup for that one small question. I know. Well, I'll ask. There's follow-ups. Oh, got it. Um, So I love to read Stephen King. Oh. That's a lie. I don't know why I said that. 
Great. I need to go look at my book collection. Shoot, what is my... Oh, I need to look at my Amazon account. I just ordered a book, actually. Um, and it's from the same... James Patterson. James Patterson, okay. Not, not Stephen King. Not Stephen King. <laughs> different. different. I was very shocked. Very about different. Um, I read a lot of his books because okay. he collaborates with... Wait, am I still wrong? Good gosh, let me look. I think I'm still wrong. I think I have, like... I don't know authors, apparently. This is going really well. This is this is why I needed to know this in advance so I could have prepared this. I instead of five minutes I before a small outline five minutes before we started this. Yeah, not not helpful. I'm okay. really good at the planning part of the podcast. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? I think it is James Patterson. He writes a lot of the like um what are they called? Like yeah, that's right. Ride or something? Is that that guy? You have like crime and mystery and suspense. Yes. Yeah. What's the one that you just ordered? Yeah. And uh, I have like probably six of them right now. Okay. So I read, I'm reading those. There's I just got one. It's like a social media one. And I'm not super into it. Um, no. So I need to get off of that one. But the I've read The Chef. Um. Ooh, The Chemist. That's a really good one. Okay. It's not by James Patterson, but it's... I've heard of that book. Really good. The Chemist. Okay, I'll find the author since, you know, she's doing a great job with those. Yep. Clearly, I rock. Mm, okay. I think that's all so, I got. So, James Patterson. That's cool. Yeah. I've, I've never read a whole lot of his books, so I will definitely add those to my list. Um, what about... We... Maybe before we started actually recording, I don't know... Um, or before the episode started, we were talking about how you're not super into podcasts, but you're a music, you're a music gal. So what, who as an artist or album have you been like super into lately? Well, new drops from T-Swizz. Oh? So I've been listening to that. Okay. Her new um, album. Yep. And then so Lizzo. Who T-Swizz is. Which you probably, if you're a, a real fan, you know that that's Taylor Swift. But that's the Kylie-ism for Taylor Swift. So yeah, Did I ever, did I even talk in my isms tonight? I don't feel like I did. Not it was lot. Gosh. Not a whole lot. So, new I, Taylor Swift. My weirdness didn't come through. Lizzo, queen. Uh, yes. So, um, such girl power right there. Yeah. Uh, what else am I listening? Oh. Lauren Daigle's newest album. Look Up Child? Um, like from last year? I mean, Lauren yeah. just like, is it? Uh, yeah, Look Up Child. Yes, yeah, so freaking okay. good. That whole album is so freaking anointed. It's insane. Oh, gosh, yes. When that thing came out, it was just fire. And it's oh, still. Oh, my gosh. It's still it's so fire. good. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, Billie Eilish, because. I loved her before she got real popular, which kind of yeah, irritates me. She's like, I hope, but she's kind of, st she's staying true to herself. I always say Halsey is a, a sellout because yeah. she is, she sold out to pop culture when she was really super indie and like dark and raw and awesome. And then she got poppy and I can't stand her now. So she's my, she's a sellout for sure. But Billy yeah. is staying true and I love her so freaking much. She's, yeah, quality. Chris Cody yeah. talked about her on his episode. 
Oh, I also like the Marin Morris, the newest Marin Morris album. Yes, love that. What's your favorite song? Oh, geez. They're all really good. Uh, I like the feels. I like the poppiness, like the ba 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 of the feels. Yeah, the feels is fun. The bones is probably my favorite. That's a good one, too. Um, Great Ones is also a good one by that by her. Um, let's see. What else? Lots of, lots of ladies. Yeah. Actually, I do listen to mostly chicks. That's interesting. Yeah, I do. Hmm. My beat Spears hasn't done anything recently. I'm just waiting. Oh, goodness. Waiting for her to drop a, drop another dime. Drop another dime. Oh, no. Um, good. So, since you are a TV and movies fan, what's the last movie you saw? Honestly, Will has made me not a movies person because he's so difficult to pick movies with. That's annoying. He always wants to watch history and war and crap like that. Total dude stuff or documentaries. And I'm just not into it. Not into it. Yeah, and I feel like there has not been any good movies that have come out. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you're into Marvel, so like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't touch that. I don't do that. Yes, so, I know like, that. Aside from Marvel, nothing has come out that has been good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough it's been a tough season for movies. Yeah, we're coming in, we're coming into the season. I feel like my two Thank favorites you. so far of like recently, which I don't even know if they're that recent. They might be a year to two old. But um, a simple favor, okay. It's so freaking good. It's really funny and we very confusingly, like, bizarre. It was shot so interestingly. Yes. Yes, I agree. So, I love that. I thought it was so cool. And the wardrobe in it was bomb.com. Well, um, I mean, come on. And then also, oh, A Star is Born. Total oh, man. Good. You, of course, love that. Oh my gosh, it's so heartbreaking. Yes. <sighs> Have you seen the other two A Star is Borns? The old ones? Yes. No, I haven't. Me neither. But I feel like maybe I should watch them. I don't know. I'm just, I have a tough time with old movies. Well, that's a lot of fun things. I'll put all of those in the the notes. So hey, don't put me on my TV. Oh, TV. Yes. Okay, yeah. here we go. Okay, what are you watching? TV. So, <laughs> what I'm watching now or what people should watch? Well, are they not the same? Well, some of them are not airing right now. Oh, okay. Okay, so top one that people should watch. A Million Little Things. Oh, yep. my gosh. It's definitely on level of parenthood and um, us. Uh, this is us. So, those are also two great recommendations. Yep. Um. Uh, what else? Oh, Good Girls on Netflix. Oh, Freaking so funny. Okay. Can't wait for the next season to come out. Um, I'm a sucker for Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Yeah, you are. I love that show so <laughs> much. Uh, that's on Netflix. And Dead to Me on Netflix. Also very good. Very, very good. Um, let's see. What else? Obviously, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, all of the things. <laughs> 
It's a guilty, guilty pleasure. Yeah. Love Island. Oh, oh man. Love Island. That is the shiz. <laughs> it's pretty it funny. Is so juicy. Yes. It sometimes gets really boring, but it's, it's also good on in the background while you're working, so you don't really have to pay attention to it. True. Very um, true. I just watched, I finished Stranger Things. Still not a total fan. Not into it. Never watched yeah. it. I liked the first season. The second season sucked. I felt like nothing actually happened. The third season, they set it up really good where, like, all the kids' wardrobe was really great. But, meh. It just was, I think it's run its course. I don't know why people have so much hype about it. It's very hyped. I feel like it's very hyped. I don't know. It's probably one of the most successful. Don't quote me or fact check me on this, but probably one of the most successful franchises for netflix right now um which is great i mean netflix is like crazy and a champion but i feel like netflix is gonna die soon so i don't know how that's gonna work yeah because of disney plus which i cannot wait for it's crazy pretty sure i'll give up netflix for disney plus also, Frick, what is the name of the show on HBO that just came? Big Little Lies. How did I forget? Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I love me some suspenseful TV. Suspenseful yeah. and comedy. Yeah, those are your and reality. Those are good. <laughs> those are good. Those yeah. are good. Well, it is getting late here. The sprinklers started going off. Um <laughs> So we'll close out the episode with another thank you so much for being on the podcast. I feel like this was long awaited and much anticipated by many. So thanks for that. Thank you for your vulnerability. And I had a great time. Did you? It was fun. Yay. So much more to say. Thanks, Kai Kai, for coming on the podcast. We'll probably know. KB anymore because. You're not KB. That's weird. Um, KM doesn't sound quite right. So what? Do that. KM doesn't sound quite right. (laughs) So we won't go with that one. But um, yay! Thank you for being on the podcast. Much appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed Kylie and getting to hear some some real talk. It's always good. Um, We'll catch you guys really soon because we got some cool stuff coming. Bye.